Do you love women in charge dynamics? Are you ready to take your feminine dominance skills to the next level? To learn to dominate safely, creatively, and most of all, confidently? Looking for information on how to encourage growth, learning, and discipline in your power dynamic? Or maybe you want to learn how to really submit in a woman-led dynamic. Are wondering how to find the right dominant partner for you? And to learn and train to please her the best way possible. You're in luck. FLR, Femdom, and Women in Charge is happening online June 10th through 12th and is now open for registration. Get your ticket to get access to the special learning and interactive events leading up to the weekend. Enjoy Femdom-centered content to share and discuss. Plus, get your personal invite to a special Discord server to meet other Women in Charge enthusiasts, to get to know each other, and connect before and after the event. Find out more at womenincharge.info. That's womenincharge.info. Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. Over the years, I've had a lot of feels about the idea of unconditional. Back in 2015, I wrote, Unconditional love? So in a comment on yesterday's post, a friend mentioned unconditional love. It caught my attention, and I thought I'd discuss this a bit. Drawing on the post I made a few days back, the definition of love is an intense feeling of deep affection. When I think of this, I think of the feelings of wanting what's best for someone, feeling a depth of care and acceptance of them as a whole person. That kind of love, I believe, can be unconditional. The kind of love where you have to be with them, hold their hand, have sex, marry, live together, laugh, play, and travel together. That kind of love is not, and dare I say it, should not be unconditional. Now, if you read what I have to say very regularly, you'll know I'm not one to tell people how to live their lives, but I'm kind of gonna here. Here's why I think that kind of love should not be unconditional. For the giver, you deserve to have conditions on who you choose to allow in your life. You deserve to get back the good stuff from your lover. You deserve to have poly if you need it or monogamy. You deserve someone sexually compatible with you. You deserve a partner who communicates with you. You deserve someone who respects your limits. You deserve someone you enjoy spending time with. You deserve someone who tells you that you are beautiful or smart or whatever you need to hear. And if you do not have these things, no matter how much you love someone, you deserve to go find them elsewhere and still love them and wish them all the best in finding a better match. For the receiver, the receiver deserves to have a chance to earn all of that love you have to offer, to live up to expectations, to grow to be someone greater and better than they were alone, to strive to please and gain the rewards, to not be one of a string of people given all the weight of your love and life for no reason but to exist. You see, it's by earning all of those wonderful things that a person can know they are truly special to you. If you simply hand over unconditional everything, 
no matter how a person walks all over you, does that make handing it over all that special? And of course, everyone is the giver and the receiver in their relationships, usually at the same time, but it definitely switches out through your life. So yes, please offer and accept love that includes affection, care, and 100% acceptance of who you are unconditionally. Just don't think that means that you get sex or that you need to give it or that you should move in together, get married or stay married or date or put in any effort whatsoever. You can love someone and just not allow them in your life because they have thrown that right away. Because your love might be unconditional, your actions are not. Here's the thing though. As you might have noticed earlier this week, I walked back even that stance. I don't love everyone I used to. I don't have a deep affection for them. I do care in the sense that I wish them the best as humans, but love? Nope, not as I define it. And that may make me an awful human. I don't think so. But I do think that idea may have prevented me from realizing the truth sooner. Today, I'm focused on another piece I wrote in December of 2019 as a long brewing response, in my head anyway, to a post by Mark Manson. I'm sharing that one on this Throwback Thursday. It's already a podcast episode, so I'll share the original recording, then some of the comments and feedback I got. Unconditional relationships? <coughs> Bullshit. Today's rant has been pinging around in my head for about three years. Well, truthfully, longer than that. Three years or so ago, I took the step of deciding I wanted to write about it, though. I still don't feel like I've really done the idea full justice, but I'm happy enough with it to give it to you to engage with it as you see fit. Your feedback and comments often help me refine my thinking, and I look forward to them. Unconditional relationships? <clears throat> Bullshit. Back in 2016, I read an article by Mark Manson about how unconditional love is the highest form of love there is, and that many people never grow up enough to reach that level of relationship selflessness and nirvana. He talks about how people get stuck on conditional relationships and says... When our relationships are conditional, we don't really have relationships at all. And unconditional relationships are the only real relationships. They cannot be shaken by the ups and downs of life. They are not altered by superficial benefits and failures. If you and I have an unconditional relationship, it doesn't matter if I lose my job and move to another country, or you get a sex change and start playing the banjo. You and I will continue to respect and support each other. And I agree with the points he's making in the way he's making them. After all, he's taken the idea of conditional relationships and defined them to mean something very specific within his writing that gets narrower and narrower as he goes on, because it has to, to make his point. In doing that, though, I think he misses the real truth by a country mile. It's funny, his link has the slug unconditional-love while he talks on and on about unconditional relationships. Relationships and love are not the same, obviously. Let's talk about conditions. Google define conditional 
and you get subject to one or more conditions or requirements being met, made, or granted on certain terms. Perfect. Now we have a foundation we can work with. I'm going to relate this to kink for a moment so that we can both narrow the scope and really pay attention to what's going on when we say unconditional relationships. For example, a condition of being in a relationship with me is consent. My consent is honored. Their consent is given freely, enthusiastically, and with understanding. Pretty simple, huh? Now, would I be a more elevated human were I to set that condition aside in favor of a relationship that did not offer that? I think not. Limits. Limits are, in many ways, our anti-conditions, our non-compromisables, those which we will not tolerate, usually for good reasons. But any reason will do, right? Because consent matters, especially in relationships. So, Therefore, there are always conditions. Mark Manson says of conditional relationships, these are relationships built on conditions. They are built on, I will love you only if you make me feel good about myself. You will love me only if I make you feel good about yourself. Which is problematic, I agree. It also continues the confusion in his piece of mixing up love and relationships, writing as if they are one when... They are very different things in both definition and practice. I will love you only if you make me feel good about myself, but I cannot feel good about myself sometimes thanks to myself, no matter how hard you try, so I cannot love you no matter how good you are to me. Yeah, that's no bueno. And another example. I will love you only if you make me feel good about myself, so there are times when I will withdraw my love because you are not fulfilling your duties. Hmm, also no good. However, what if we turn this around and say something like, I will love you only if you do not constantly try to erode the goodness I feel about myself. Is that okay? It's definitely a condition. Or what if we said, I will be in a relationship with you only if you do not constantly try to erode the goodness I feel about myself. Otherwise, I might just love you and wish you the best. That's also a conditional relationship, yes? And I, for one, think that's pretty damn healthy. And grown up. Another quote of his that struck me is, Conditional relationships also cause us to tolerate being treated poorly. After all, if I'm dating someone because she has a rockin' bod that impresses all my guy friends, then I'm more likely to allow myself to be treated like crap by her because... After all, I'm not with her for how she treats me. I'm with her to impress others. Again, I agree with the point he's making, while believing that the exact opposite point is also true, that striving for unconditional relationships also causes us to tolerate being treated poorly because, well, we're supposed to love them no matter what, and that means staying together through it all, thick and thin, high and low, consent and non-consent? I used to believe that was true, and I stayed in a relationship far longer than I should have, as have many others. Love, not just relationships, is also conditional for me, or at least romantic love, rather than I love you as a human because reasons love. In my recent writing and podcast about three critical questions, 
someone accused me of using people as a means to an end. And I copped to it. I said, people in my life are a means to an end. They are companionship, love, adventure, sexy times, laughter, and so much more. I value them highly for this. The most basic condition of my loving someone romantically is that we connect in specific and often undefinable ways. But two also matter and are very clear. They share most of my personal values. They communicate well and easily with me. Of course, these are no guarantee for love, but they are requirements, conditions, if you will. Or love will never begin, much less continue. Mark Manson said, The trick to growing up is to prioritize unconditional relationships, to learn how to appreciate someone despite their flaws, mistakes, bum ideas, and to judge a partner or a friend solely based on how they treat you, not based on how you benefit from them, to see them as an end within themselves rather than a means to some other end. I agree. And yet, to become a partner or a friend, I say you have conditions to begin with. And to remain a partner or a friend, despite their flaws, mistakes, bum ideas, and so on, they still have to meet minimum requirements. And simply treating you well is not enough for love or for relationships. We need more. More, also known as conditions. I both love and relationship conditionally. I'm not ashamed to say so. What about you? Thank you for joining me today. I welcome your thoughts or questions. Just send me a voice message with feedback. And please do join me at DatingKinky.com. It's built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes, and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode. And here are some of the responses from that original post. Captain Aberystwyth, I hope I got that right, said, My love is unconditional. My presence isn't. Fortune's Favor added, Same. I'll even add it's more fulfilling to have conditions which are consistently met rather than move to unconditional. How do you even grow your relationship and feelings after you declare unconditional status? Conditions are so much more dynamic and validating. Ms. Peachy Rocks makes a critical point. Whatever you feel about someone, in order to relationship with them, you should at least have the condition that you feel safe with them, in my opinion. And a Nubian jackal comes in hot. There is little to no surprise to my friends that I'll end up agreeing with this, I suspect. Quoting myself from a few years back, I'm a selfish dominant. I enter into a relationship to get something out of it. Your enjoyment of my time, my pleasure in doing these things to you, is a desire fulfilled. I do not mean in any way, shape, or form to imply selflessness as a negative or inferior trait to possess. It can be a wonderful one, so long as it isn't allowed to detriment one's existence. That said, a relationship should have perks for all sides involved. All should benefit, gain a satisfaction, even if that satisfaction is having satisfaction denied by that person you choose to be in a relation with. 
There are absolutely conditions, and we seek to find those compatible with them. Thank you for joining me today. If you love this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me on our new apps available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Dating Kinky is built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes, and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We are on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Also, find me on the new Moan app in beta for iPhone. I'm Miss Nookie there. T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P dot com. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.